A few days ago, the Israel-Palestine conflict flared up to a war situation. In the midst of that, I got a request on my website to speak about this conflict. Uh, the person who requested this uh, had given their, their identity was given in Hebrew script. I don't read Hebrew, but I can recognize it was Hebrew script. So it's presumably from someone in Israel. Now there's a ceasefire. So that present extremely hot situation <clears throat> has died down, but it won't last. It's, it'll flare up again. So I thought, yeah, I should speak about this. This Krishna conscious philosophy is not meant to be armchair philosophy. It's meant for giving solutions to problems. Bhagavad Gita was spoken by Lord Krishna to Arjuna on a battlefield. Arjuna had a big problem to fight or not to fight. He didn't want to fight. Krishna convinced him to fight. So I thought about some of the things I could talk about. I've been hearing about this conflict since as long as I can remember, since childhood. And although I'm not an avid reader of the news, I do keep abreast of world affairs as I think is uh, at least not, yeah, I don't go very deeply into things, but like I like to keep informed of some of the most important trends in human society as I am in the role of someone who's trying to deliver the Vedic wisdom for the benefit of human society. So I thought of some of the topics I could speak about. I made a little list. Some of the topics, uh, Zionism, the Balfour Declaration, the Oslo Accords, Palestinian Liberation Organization, Yasser Arafat, Hamas, Hezbollah, well, not in Palestine, exactly. Anyway, it's all very complex. Benjamin Netanyahu, Al Jazeera, fake news, the Iron Dome, the Samson option, human rights, international law, the role of Christian fundamentalists, especially in America, in all this. The situation is so complex, it's unlikely anyone has a full grasp on it. And even if you do, you have to keep abreast of it because it's a highly fluid situation, very, very complex. Yeah. Even within the, when we say Israel versus Palestine, the Israelis themselves are not united on what they should be doing in Palestine, if anything at all. And the Palestinians, although pretty much all of them are not, let's put it mildly, not very happy with Israel, they are divided among themselves also. So it's an extremely uh, complex situation. And I could speak about all these things, but there are so many people who have been speaking on these topics. And on YouTube, you can fill yourself in on 
so many different details from different perspectives. If you hear it from a uh, Zionist perspective, you'll get a different perspective from that, maybe of a liberal Jew or from that uh, Hamas follower. But so many people have been speaking on these topics for so many years and nothing seems to get any better. The situation, if anything, seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. Naturally, you might think that Muslims throughout the world side with Palestine, although not all Palestinians are Muslims. That makes it even more complex. It's not just, it's not just Muslims against Jews because... Some Palestinians are Christians also, and some, I suspect, are closet atheists. Probably it wouldn't be very wise to openly propagate atheism in Palestine. Wise, if you want to stay alive. <clears throat> but even though generally you think Muslims, yes, they must support the Palestinian cause, but then you might think, well, Israel is surrounded by Arab countries, which are majority and in some cases wholly Muslim, the population. But how is it then Israel is surviving? Well, several of the Muslim governments in the region, they tacitly covertly and now even overtly support uh, Israel for political reasons. It all boils down to money and power. <laughs> so unfortunate. Money rules the world. Here in India, some Hindus, they, the Muslims in general, they side with Palestine. Maybe they don't even know that not all Palestinians are Muslims. Uh, mostly the yeah the the Hindus some of them side with Israel because they see Israel as being anti-Islamic and some Hindus are anti-Islamic but it's not that all Hindus are like that most non-Muslims here don't really care much what's going on in Israel and Palestine. And many of them may not even know about it. I'm in a village, remote village in Tamil Nadu, and probably most of the people here don't know about it. And even if they know something about it, they don't care about it. What does it mean? It's someone else's problem far away, and they've got their own problems. Locally, uh, they're more interested in how to survive through the coronavirus pandemic, and they, they're ongoing family problems. Uh, <clears throat> they're concerned with surviving physically and economically and protecting their families. And I suspect that probably most Indians, Muslims also, they're more con concerned with just their own lives and their own little bubble than they are with what's going on in Palestine. But anyway, um, I'm not a political analyst or a social analyst. I have no 
I've nothing particularly against Israelis or Palestinians. I'm not particularly on the side of Israelis or Palestinians. You might think, well, it's easy for me to sit here and talk about all these things, sitting comfortably. There's no sign of any war anywhere, anywhere near where I am. There might be at the, at the land borders of India in the north, but I'm far away from that. It's fairly peaceful, what we call peaceful, where I am. So it's easy for me to sit back comfortably and speak about these things, but no doubt the situation there in Palestine, even prior to the flare-up of hostilities, was hellish, horrible. Water being cut off and so so many horrible things. And now in Israel also, uh, the, the Palestinians even though they had far more people killed than Israelis in the recent 11-day flare-up. But they, from the Palestinian side, they consider it a victory because they put fear into the Israelis, more fear that they can... It's not one-way traffic of missiles. They're coming the other way also. <clears throat> So it's hellish on both sides, living in fear, terrible fear, privation. Uh, I'd rather be here than there. <laughs> I think most people would. Most Palestinians, also, well, what can I say? I, I, it's horrible situations. Humans shouldn't relate to each other in such a way. It, it's worse than animals. I mean, animals also fight with each other, but humans are supposed to be more intelligent and more cultured and to have empathy. And uh, after all, it's the, you could say that at the basis of this is religion, which the, the atheists like to say that the root of all evil is religion, which obviously I don't agree with because I'm a religious person. But you would think that the religions that people are following would put them into a better state of consciousness about how to deal with others. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that. And of course, this situation is very complex. Anyway, uh, as I've been asked to speak about the situation, and I am doing so, so far I've been speaking in a somewhat secular way, but I, I have a completely different perspective on the situation in Israel and the situation in the whole world and the whole universe and a uh, different perspective which comes from years of studying Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam and other Vedic literatures and uh, practicing uh, Bhakti Yoga, uh, and although, yeah, from this perspective, the Vedic wisdom, I can say that even though the undoubtedly the situation in Palestine is very 
dangerous situation. It's it's been a powder keg for generations. Well, at least for the last it was the early 1970s that really the PLO really came to prominence. I think it was 1972 Munich Olympics, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a very very dangerous. It's it's actually surprising that in these last 50 years that there hasn't been a greater conflagration. That's the very surprising thing. But any time it could really just blaze up and, and become the source of a, a world war. So it's a very dangerous situation in Palestine, but always in the material world, it's a dangerous situation, whether in Palestine or whether in peaceful, relatively peaceful Tamil Nadu in South India. We're always in a dangerous situation. Punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam, punarapi janani jathare shayanam. Again and again we're born, again and again we die. This is dangerous, that we have to be born and suffer again and again and again and again. Sometimes, due to our birth, we think, I am a Palestinian. Sometimes we think, due to our birth, I'm an Israeli. Sometimes, due to the situation we're born in, we think, I'm an American, or an Indian, or a cat, or a dog. We don't only get human births. If we have doggish mentality, then we're likely to take birth as a dog. The dog barks at others. So if we have the, if we cultivate this kind of mentality, we have a very good chance to be born as a dog. But whether we're born as a dog or a, a human, whether we're born in a rich family or a poor family or a refugee family, whether we're born with wealth or whether we're born with... Uh, crippling diseases from the very beginning of life, we are all suffering in this material world. This is the basis of the Vedic wisdom and which gives a very different perspective on everything. Everything in the world and even beyond the world. From Bhagavad Gita, we understand Ichadvesha Samuthena Dvandvamohena Bharata Sarvabhutani Sammoham Everyone in this material situation is born again and again due to desire. We desire to enjoy our senses. We want to indulge uh, in sex, in food. Uh, we think that our goal of life is to enjoy our senses uh, and Due to this mentality, <clears throat> we <clears throat> think in terms of, first of all, myself. And then we think, this is what I want. And if anyone gets in my way, then they're my enemy. Actually, the original nature of every living being is full of joy, full of pure, spiritual, full of love. Love 
centered on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the Supreme Loving Person, known as Krishna, and who is known partially by other names, such as Allah, Jehovah, I am who I am. Uh, but in the material world, we identify with the situation that we're born in, with the body that we presently inhabit for a short time, however Jewish one may think one is, or however Islamic one may think he is. He's just in that body for a short time. And we desire... Yeah, we, we desire, I shall be happy by my senses. And then we, we can expand that into thinking my group. This is my group. They help me. I help them. And we stand against other groups. The basis is the desire for enjoyment in a very small mentality. Enjoyment, the basis, Pungsastriya Mithuni Bhavametam, this is the Vedic wisdom, Pungsastriya Mithuni Bhavametam, Tayoraho Hridya Grantyamarahu, Ato Griha Kshetra Sutapta Vitair, Janasya Mohoyam Ahammameti. Man and woman are attracted to each other, the sexual connection. This expands into family life. Then we make our home, and we make our home. It's in a place. This is my home. This is my place. This is my country. This belongs to me and not to you. And from this, we see ourselves in competition with others for enjoying the resources of this world. And in this way, we make groups, Jews versus Muslims, Muslims versus Jews, Muslims versus Hindus, Hindus versus Muslims. For instance, not just on religious lines, but these religions, they're clannish religions, our group versus your group, with no idea of love of God. God is someone who, who supports us in our fight against their God. <laughs> no idea of love of God. Mostly we subscribe to religions because we're born into them. We're born in Palestine in a Muslim family and we think I'm a Palestinian Muslim, just like or I'm, I'm born in Israel in an Orthodox Jewish Zionist family, so I identify that with that. But just think about it. The dog takes birth and he identifies with his body. I'm a dog. The cat is born in a cat body and thinks I'm a cat. It doesn't, doesn't have the intelligence to think beyond his present situation. But a human has intelligence. Humans should think, well, I'm, I'm born in this situation, but what actually is the real meaning of life? People are born into some clan and they identify with that clan. 
with no uh, the clan may be including religion religion is part of the package but there's no deep inquiry into the nature of god love of god what is the real purpose of human life why do we suffer in this material world due to ignorance of our spiritual position we identify with our present temporary material situation and again it's me versus you this is very uh, low consciousness it's it's again it's similar to the animal actually it's animalistic it's animalistic more developed consciousness we know from the vedic wisdom i am nija paroveti ganana laghucheta sam those who have very contracted consciousness or or way of understanding they think they tend to think, think in terms of i me and mine ahamma meti janasya moho yamahamma meti this is me and mine me versus them or us versus them we expand it to us versus them it's a very contracted way of consciousness but udara charitanam tu vasudhaiva kutumbakam one who has very broad understanding sees every living being in the world as part of my family why because there is the supreme lord who is the supreme overlord of us all supreme father and we are all dependent upon him we food light heat water everything comes from him so who is my enemy we are all related to the same supreme lord once our spiritual master shrila prabhupad was asked about war he was in america this was 1966 when the vietnam war the the war that america had got itself into in vietnam that was raging on and many people in america they weren't happy with the fact that americans were fighting in vietnam they they didn't think it was right and they didn't think war in general was right just like we tend to presume that everyone in israel is anti-palestinian but it's not that everyone is so shila prabhu asked about war and shila prabhu said people are eating meat therefore there will be wars simple answer just to the point why do people eat meat we don't require it for human survival we can live happily with sufficient physical strength by not eating meat but we have slaughterhouses naturally we are upset when we hear of israelis killing palestinians palestinians killing israelis humans killing humans naturally we become upset and it becomes big news but it's not big news that 
daily, Palestinians, Israelis, and pretty much everyone else all over the world are eating meat, which means they're killing literally millions of living beings who don't volunteer to die millions every day. There are far, far more animals, cows, sheep, goats, chickens, fish, how many others shall we say, are killed daily to satisfy the tongue. There will be a karmic reaction. We should, we should be upset over the killing of animals. We're upset over the killing of humans, but why are we not upset over the killing of animals? Uh, so karmic reaction will be there. Uh, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. As you sow, so you shall reap. It must happen. As a related consideration is that if, if we don't care and we just think it's normal and it's okay to kill animals just to eat them, then it's not much further to go to think that, well, it's okay to kill humans. We don't like them. They get, we, don't, we don't agree with what they're doing and uh, they're provoking. Everyone says the other side is provoking us. The, other, the others are always at fault. No one says, I'm a big bully and I'm coming in and, and punching you in the face. So this mentality that it's all right to kill, and it, not even that it's all right. We don't, it's not even discussed. We don't even think about it. We just think it's normal. We have peace conferences. What's on the menu? The menu is the problem. Maybe during the peace conferences, they, they might have a token... They don't. <laughs> they won't. Uh, I was just saying, maybe they have a token vegetarian meal or something, but they won't. Hmm. Tolstoy said, as long as there are slaughterhouses, there will be wars. Insightful. So what is the solution to all this? Well, we have to come to the platform of higher consciousness, not contracted consciousness, and thinking of in terms of I, me, and mine. Higher consciousness, spiritual consciousness, knowing that we are meant, human life is meant for spiritual uplift, not for fighting like cats and dogs. We should transcend this parochial, tribal consciousness of my religion versus your religion, my people against your people, and understand our true spiritual position. You may think, well, okay, what's the, what's the point of saying this? Is, is this really going to make a difference? Is, is this going to resonate is this going to be translated into Hebrew and Arabic and everyone will wake up? And Well, it's unlikely. Hardly anyone's listening if we take a few people here and there. Few are listening. But, yeah, let's try to wake people up, those who are listening. Let's chant Hare Krishna so people can hear and be purified and distribute this knowledge of Bhagavad Gita as it is. 
that people understand that human life is meant for God realization, not for sense gratification. At least individually, we can reach out to people and inform them of the real goal of human life, which is to understand that we are eternal, spiritual living beings. We have nothing to do with Israel or Pakistan or America or India or this anything to do in this material world. We don't belong here. We belong in the spiritual world with Krishna. So at least individually we can understand this and, and work toward getting ourselves out of this mess situation. It's a mess in Palestine. The whole material world is one big mess of repeated birth and death and repeated suffering. Repeated wars. You think by peace conference we're going to end wars? Forget it. Close the slaughterhouses and then we can start thinking about ending wars. But it will go on. Wars, pandemics. There's no end to the suffering in this material world. So at least individually we can have uplift. And let's distribute this knowledge and miracles can happen. Why not? It's a miracle that anyone in the Western world is chanting Hare Krishna. It's happening now. Say 60 years ago, it was practically unimaginable. It, human society can change. It has changed. There are, in the Western world, millions of vegetarians, which is, and, and now vegan. Now there's veganism also. Which means that's a massive cultural change for the better. So things can improve by giving proper knowledge. And definitely the people of Israel and Palestine need some solution because the way things are going on, there is no, no solution. What, what, is the, what is the solution? Drive all the Israelis away, impractical. Drive all the Palestinians away or kill them on a impractical. Even if you try, you're not going to be able, you won't be able to do it. So, not that at all that I'm advocating such a thing, but if you, th if you think we'll live in peace by killing all our enemies, well, there'll be no peace by such a mentality. So, why, why not stop thinking of enemies? And Vasudhaiva Kotumbakam. See everyone in relation to the Supreme Soul and call him Allah or Krishna or unnamed in the Hebrew Bible, at least not supposed to be pronounced. Let's actually come to the essence of religion, which is love of God. This knowledge is given in the books of His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. These should be studied. Uh, they should be understood and taken to heart. And this will make the difference. We can make a difference. Maybe this one talk in and of itself is not likely to make a difference. But let us keep on speaking the right thing, practicing the right thing, distributing the right thing. And the time will come when the people of the world can live happily, peacefully together under the shelter of the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.